filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Calagiri. What's going on, you guys? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where week after week, I'm condensing business books down to their core golden nuggets, saving you time and money from having to do all that yourself. Not only that, you guys. But something I want to expand with the podcast is sharing some strategies with you guys. After sending out the survey recently to a lot of you listeners, I learned that a lot of you guys really like the strategies that I share as part of the podcast episodes. And so I took some of your suggestions to share some strategies that I've put into place and uh, hopefully add some value to you guys and give you guys some stimulus to take some of these things and put them into practice in your own organization. So today is the very first episode where we're not going to do a business book summary and instead we're going to focus on a growth strategy. This strategy I like to call Oprah's Favorite Things Strategy. Essentially, getting the attention of prospects, it's never been more challenging. It's so difficult. You could sit there and cold call all day, email all day, but you know what? Prospects are just getting smarter and they don't want to talk to you as much anymore. So with this strategy, it's going to help you cut through the noise and win over potential prospects. So like I said, this is one of the most difficult times in history to be a salesperson. It really is. And while it's the most difficult, it's also maybe the easiest as well too. The problem here though is that prospects, they have greater access to information than ever before. So they often don't want to talk to a salesperson until they're absolutely ready to buy. The other challenge here though is that there's more communication channels than ever. And because there's more communication channels, that means it's becoming easier and easier to ignore you because there's more noise. However, on the other hand, it's also an opportunity for somebody to truly break through if they're able to use these mechanisms appropriately. You know, it's interesting. I find that um, a lot of organizations, like I'll take Procter & Gamble, for example, or uh, uh, Colgate Palmolive. I know for a fact that they don't accept um, any prospect calls. If you're trying to call, they will not take your call. The only way that you can get in touch with somebody is through fax. Or they also include middle initials now in their email addresses to make them harder to guess. Because you know how the process goes. You know, you go to the news release and you see what the communications coordinator or the communications director, you see what their email is. You know, it's um, you know jane.smith at companyxyz.com. Then it's easy. Then I just go find the CEO's name. The CEO's name is, you know, Barry Smith. Perfect. Barry.smith at companyxyz.com. Figured out his email. Well, it's not that easy anymore. Companies are making it a lot harder for you as a salesperson, as a marketing person, to reach out to their decision makers. It's not getting any easier. So now what are you supposed to do? As a salesperson, you have a quota. You need to make X amount of calls. You need to have X amount of meetings. You need to have X amount of deals in the pipeline. So what's a salesperson supposed to do to break through to get prospects' attention in this new reality? The key? Stop selling and start giving. I don't mean white papers or infographics. Those are good assets, but everyone's using them now. You turn around and everyone's putting out a white paper. Everyone's putting out a case study. Everyone's putting out uh, an infographic and download this and have access to that. It's getting old, you guys. Everybody's doing it now. What you need to do is you need to have an offering and that offering needs to be different. It needs to be valuable and it needs to be memorable. So there's been three times in my career where I've used this strategy. The strategy that's been um, essentially was stimulus taken from Oprah Winfrey. 
So a little bit of background here. Once a year on Oprah's show, Oprah would feature her favorite things. So those episodes always got a lot of attention. People couldn't wait to find out what Oprah's favorite things were and see everyone's faces light up in the studio as they received those products. So when I saw that, I was like, it's very interesting. You know, people love to receive gifts. They love to receive things. It's unexpected. They're pleasant surprises. So in my mind, I said, what can I learn from this from a sales and marketing perspective? How can I leverage Oprah's favorite things to open up doors, to break down barriers? So if you want to cut through the noise and get the attention of your prospects, you need to introduce your top prospects to your favorite things. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to start by making a list of your 10 most qualified prospects. Those prospects that you believe have high lifetime value that you really want to build a strong relationship with. Then what I want you to do is I want you to make a list of your 10 favorite things. Now those 10 favorite things can include anything from a diffuser with essential oils you use every night to fall asleep or a delicious brand of honey or a bottle of wine you've tasted, uh, maybe the most memorable book. Whatever it is that you want to put together, put together a list of those 10 favorite things. Don't go over the board. Think about it. Like, what's your favorite drink at Starbucks? What's your favorite, um, I don't know, your favorite musician? Collect all those favorite things. So the next step, what I want you to do is I want you to create a web page for a specific. So now that you've done that, you've collected your top 10 list of prospects. You've collected your top 10 list of favorite things. Next, what I want you to do is I want you to create a web page for a specific individual you are sending the item to. So you have 10 prospects, you're going to have 10 web pages. So on those web pages, what I want you to do is I want you to explain what your favorite things program is all about. Share some details about you, share some details about your company, list out each of your favorite things. But here's the key here. Each item that hasn't been sent out to your prospects yet should be represented by a question mark and the date you'll be sending it out. So what that's going to do is it's going to fuel visitors' anticipation as to what's coming next. You've captivated them. You're, they're interested now. They, now they can't wait to see what you're going to send them. How cool is that? And so I know what you guys are thinking right now. You might be thinking, come on, Ryan, 10 web pages for 10 prospects? Are you kidding me? Listen, it's very easy to create what's called a landing page. Now, I'm sure a lot of you know what a landing page is. You guys can go to any type of company you want, landingpages.com or um, squarespace.com or uh, unbounce.com. There's a number of different organizations out there that allow you to whip out landing pages like that. It's so fast. So don't think that you're constrained by the challenges of getting a website open. You don't need to talk to a website developer. You don't need to have any development experience. Go to those websites. Take a look at it. It's easy drag and drop type of um, uh, interface so it doesn't take a lot of time and once you create one you just duplicate it and create another duplicate and create another duplicate and create another it's incredibly easy so each time I use this strategy I heard the same thing from people who are the beneficiary of the gifts at first they honestly didn't give a damn who I was they didn't care they were just happy they were receiving free stuff so they also had no intention of buying anything when I talked to them they said hey you know thanks for sending me the free stuff but really I'm not buying anything one client actually admitted to me that he was fine taking advantage of my generosity. Those were his words. Hey, I was just happy to take advantage of your generosity. So you might be thinking here, hold on a second. I'm just sending people free stuff and they have no intention of buying? What's the deal, Ryan? Why would I do this? It's a waste of time, waste of money. Something interesting occurs as you get deeper and deeper into the program. The stories you share with prospects as you send them gifts helps them get to know your personality. 
So over time, your messages and the packages that you deliver will start to fill the prospects' minds with ideas about who you are. It'll start to evoke feelings of excitement and gratitude. And most importantly, here's the key here, reciprocity. As you continue to give and give and give and people hear explanations about each one and why it's important to you, all of a sudden, these people start to open up a little bit more and they say, you know what, like... This guy, he's just going over and above. Like, I got to talk to him. And you know what? They're in a mindset where they're more supportive of reciprocating what you've already done for them. So let me give you guys an example now. I had a campaign going where I had 30 people on my Oprah's Favorite Things list. However, I also had 30 people on just a regular marketing campaign. So this regular marketing campaign had me sending them out blogs, had me sending them out um, my infographics. And what I wanted to do was I just wanted to compare the two, kind of an A-B test. So out of the execution that I ran with the 30 people on the Oprah's Favorite Things and 30 people on the regular marketing campaign, how do you think I did? On the 30 people that I ran the marketing campaign with, with uh, the regular marketing strategy, I had two people respond to me and I got deals out of two. So you might be saying, you know what, that's a pretty good uh, closing rate, Ryan. It's not bad at all. Right. But compare that to Oprah's favorite thing strategy. With the Oprah's favorite thing strategy, I didn't close all 30 people I ran the program on, but I did do deals with 16 people. Now contrast that to the two people that I signed on the other one. With the prospects that I had on the Oprah's favorite thing strategy, the reason that a lot of them didn't close was because they just didn't have a need for my services. So what did I do there in place? I just used a referral strategy to grow my pipeline with new opportunities. They were very easy to talk to. In fact, they were a lot easier to talk to with the Oprah's favorite thing strategy as opposed to the strategy that I employed that was just a regular marketing content strategy. Here's some infographics, here's some blog posts. Now, of course, you guys gotta keep in mind that sending people gifts, it's not free. It's modest, but isn't free. So as most marketing efforts are, this strategy, it does require a budget. So it's important to weigh out your acquisition costs against the size of the deals you're going after. So each time that I use this particular strategy, the Oprah's Favorite Things strategy, my total costs were under $5,000. That covered the small ticket items like eye masks and books and or Starbucks gift cards that I would send out. And the Starbucks gift card was actually cool. Here's a cool idea for you. Uh, one of my favorite things is my, my favorite drink. So my favorite drink, cinnamon dolce latte or a, a cappuccino. So what I would do is I would go to Starbucks and I'd say, hey, how much for the cinnamon dolce latte? You know, grande cinnamon dolce latte. And they would say, oh, it's, you know, it's four bucks. Okay, cool. Can you put four bucks or $4.23 on a gift card, please? And they say, sure. So what I would do is I would take that gift card now and then write that prospect a letter and say, hey, you know what? Just wanted to send you guys a quick note. This is my favorite drink. I think you guys should give it a shot. If you've never tried it before, give it a try. I do this one every single morning. Have a great morning on me. And this is so nice. It's so easy to do. People are always very receptive to it. It's intriguing. It's compelling. That's all it is. I just want to give to them so that they feel more uh, warm when I reach out to them and have a sales conversation. So the key here though, guys, that I want you to keep in mind is yes, you have to spend some money on it, but it's very easy for me to pull a positive ROI on this or break even on it. When I ended up getting 16 deals out of this, plus all the referrals from those that I didn't do deals with, my ROI was obviously positive. So guys, I want you to keep in mind here, Oprah's favorite thing strategy, it gets you the attention of highly qualified prospects faster than any traditional content marketing program could. When you give without expectation, you lay the groundwork to build strong relationships and those relationships will fuel your pipeline for years into the future. 
When the rest of the marketplace is doing the same thing as you, it's time for you to switch gears. It's time for you to pivot and do something that people are not expecting. Give it a try. Put it into practice. Have some fun with it, you guys. So let me know what you guys think. Do you guys like this strategy? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Are you going to try it? Let me know what you guys think. Again, reach out to me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Guys, throw me an email, ryan.calajuri at me.com. Let me know what you guys think about this strategy, the Oprah's Favorite Things strategy. And uh, if you plan to put it into practice, let me know. Also, if you guys have questions about it and you guys you know, want a little bit of uh, help in terms of how to execute it, just send me a quick email. I have no problem with answering any questions that you guys might have. Hope you guys really enjoyed this one. I know we broke away from doing the business book strategy, but again, this podcast is all about knowledge sharing. I want to be able to take some of the experiences, some of the cool things that I've done and want to bring those to you guys. Step outside of the business books and try to give you some real practical strategies that I put into practice myself and then I continue to put into practice. On Thursday, you guys, I'll be back here as well with an interview with an individual who has an amazing story, an amazing story, and uh, she's bringing to us a business book that she read that truly changed her life. And those are her words, not mine. So definitely come back here on Thursday and catch that interview. I can't wait to share that one with you guys. But until then, have yourselves an awesome, awesome week. Be productive. Have some fun, you guys. Be positive, and don't forget to laugh, okay? As corny as that sounds, I want you guys to try hard this week to have a really positive, positive week. All right, my friends, we will talk to you on Thursday. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk soon.